Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Tara Gleason and I am the producer. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the Air Force Officer Spouses Club of Washington, D.C. Welcome to the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm your host, Sue Lopez. Today, I'm talking with Brooke, the mother of Sadie, our last week's podcast host and a military mother and spouse. Before we get started, Brooke, I wanted to let you know that I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you and your daughter, Sadie, preparing for this podcast series. It's important to note that during our interview, Sadie was doodling. She was drawing a picture as she described to me her journey. She described over the years how she would often pick petals and ask herself, will they love me or will they love me not? And I found that profound. By the end of our interview, I was looking at a masterpiece. Sadie was descriptive in her artistic expression and hope for acceptance. And by the end of the interview, I was looking at a masterpiece. If I could describe this flower, I would describe the center of a flower as an eye with petals floating away on one side. Brooke, you have one of the most introspective, considerate, caring, and articulate, beautiful young adults that I've ever met. She is exceptional as you are. Welcome to the conversation with my friend Brooke, another military spouse and friend since 2006. Um, Today we're talking with Brooke about how to support and parent LGBTQ youth and how military families can support the loved ones in their lives. And so I'd like to just open the conversation and have Brooke tell us a little bit more about herself and her family. Hi, I'm Brooke. I am a military spouse of, well, I've been a spouse for 27 years. We've been in the military for about 23 and a half. Um, We are in the middle of our 12th PCS. We have four children three daughters and our last one is a son yeah they range in age from 24 yes to 13. i am here to discuss my 19 year old daughter she'll be 19 tomorrow just so you are a little bit more familiar with our family we have i also have a daughter with autism and uh developmental disabilities as well my 17 year old daughter so we have done all the EFMP, all the, all the good stuff in the military, and we've still loved our military career. Thank you for being such an amazing mother and friend to so many and an advocate for a variety of issues over your, your military career and everything that your family does to serve the families in your, your unit and in your community. And I've just been honored to call you a friend for so long. So. Likewise, for you. So we are going to discuss, last week we had Sadie on our podcast and she talked about her process of coming out and things at school and with teachers and how everyone in her life could have helped or maybe done things a little different to become an ally to LGBTQ youth. And she was so well spoken and it was just an honor to meet with her and so I wanted to give you the same platform as a parent to share your story and your experience with this process of learning who your daughter is, loving her through all things, 
and then sharing that advice and wisdom um, of the process that you have come to as a mother and as a spouse and uh, for your daughter, just the ally that you've become for your daughter and those in your community. And so can you tell me a little bit more about how your journey has been, your experience? Okay, yes, absolutely. And I will try to do it without crying. There are no guarantees. Sadie came out to me right before she turned 16. So uh, three years ago and truthfully, it really blindsided me. I, I did not, Sadie is very much in the theater program or was in high school and she had she had friends and I loved them and they were welcome in our home and supported. And, um, she, when she came out to me and just seeing the fear that she had, sorry, it was devastating because I thought my child knew that I would love her no matter what. And that we were a family that was accepting, but, in her mind, that is not the way things worked. And um, I think that a lot, many, many of our LGBTQ children, youth have those feelings. Um, and so uh, my, my purpose in being an ally and being a parent that speaks out and shares our family story is to help parents educate themselves, help families to understand and to help those kids that are really struggling and um, and make, especially um, in my area of life, the military, a safer and a more, um, just a safer place and a better educated place and just a more understanding. Sadie did share that she, she talked about having a safe place and, and building trusting relationships and um, that you gave her that space to develop a new level of trust and a, a different level of safety and acceptance in her life. And, and maybe as a child, she have, had built up one scenario, but when she trusted you enough to share that part of her life that she had been holding back out of fear, she found something completely different. And so, thank you. Of course. <laughs> okay, and before we go any further in this um, podcast, I just want, this is a disclaimer. This is my, these are my personal experiences. These are, a lot of them are my feelings or uh, my thoughts on, on different things that I've observed and and some of them are observations made by others. I've reached out to a few friends um, and had conversations, but this by no means is representative of everyone in the military. And I would never want to assume that. This is just me trying to share what our life has been like, what I, what I see are areas of concern or areas that are good, you know, and just trying to make this... Um, a better journey for our youth. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you sharing your advice and your wisdom and your experience because it will help other parents, I'm certain, um, make good and better decisions and uh, maybe just help them process something that they're going through 
on different levels, as well as, as you said, this has been a 3 year journey and. You both have had to develop new levels of trust and sharing and openness. And um, I hope that with the combination of podcasts with Sadie and now this week with you, we can set that example um, for others and just hope that it's helpful. And I know that it will be. So let's start with, are there any challenges specific to military LGBTQ students or youth that you would like to share? Uh, yes, there are many actually. <laughs> so, I, and I will start with this story. Uh, this past year on National Coming Out Day, I um, shared our coming out story on Facebook because I think it's very important. I, I've told you this already, but I can tell you that I have had a at least one parent from every single duty station reach out to me, uh, someone that I knew asking for help. And so this is one of the reasons I try to be vocal. And we come from a deeply religious family and I'm not always met with the best comments back, but it's, it's still part of the learning process. Um, but also at the same time we shared our coming out story, my sister-in-law was sharing my nephew's coming out story. And I was reading the comments on his story and realizing all these people were saying, oh, I remember him when he was this age, and I remember him when he was this age, and he's always been in our home, and we love him. And I thought, as many wonderful, supportive comments as I got from longtime friends in the military, our friends are all over the world. <laughs> They're all over the United States. Some of them we have not seen for over a decade. And while I know their support is there, and Sadie knows their support is there, she did not grow up in a community that has known her since she was a child, right. that has watched her grow and develop and become who she is. Mm -hmm. So every time we move, she is coming out again. Mm -hmm. She is looking for those that are her safe place and those that will accept her. She is looking for the teachers and the staff at schools that will be affirming mm -hmm. to her. And she is trying to be her own self and, and, uh, and yet still be open about who she is. And all during a time of life when everyone's trying to figure out who they are, adolescents. Exactly, no. exactly. And um, and this is not just Sadie's experience. It's our youth many times over and especially, you know, uh, reading through some of um, moms with um, children that were transitioning or wanting to transition and trying to find medical support again, therapy again, teachers, doctors, all that. Um, also, moving from duty stations, like we moved from San Antonio where Sadie was in a pretty safe place and a big city and a lot of diversity. And we moved to Kansas <laughs> where, you know, it was, it was smaller and it's not as diverse. And, um, and there are, there are places where there's legislation taking place right now where families don't feel safe. And that is, that is huge. That is, you know, it already kept me up at night and I cannot imagine what those parents and those children worry about when they get assigned a different duty station or 
or um, they leave a place that has been so supportive and they don't know what they're going to hit next. It's definitely something that we have to consider are, are the cultural and customs of where we're being stationed. You could be in Japan, you could be in Hawaii, you could be somewhere in the south or the north, northeast, northwest, and everyone, there, there are different experiences everywhere, but I would affirm by saying you and city have navigated those relationships many times. And that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast is to share your experience, because I know that it will be valuable to others. The resilience that you have as a military spouse and a mother and the re resilience she has as a military child and youth, they do impact our broad world view. And so for that, that's why I, I wanted to reach out to the two of you to share your story, because I know that it will be valuable to military families around the world. And so these, this is where the magic happens is when you're looking for who to build those relationships, who are your allies? And it may have been challenging, more challenging in some areas than other others, but it's something that you've already done. So you know that you can do it again. And the continual process of coming out, that is what spoke to me when I interviewed both of you together was that this is a process that's ongoing for Sadie. It's every day in her life. And for you, it's every relationship you encounter as an adult in, in your family and in the military community. And so, but you have successfully transitioned many times. So that's why I wanted to ask you these questions. So location matters, laws and legislation matter. As a parent, what were your concerns when Sadie, you and Sadie and your family were experiencing this coming out process and in and where you're going in your new duty station? Like, what are the thoughts swirling in your mind? Okay, so, well, really, because we'd already been here, mm -hmm. we'd been at Fort Leavenworth before San Antonio, I felt pretty okay coming back to to Leavenworth because I knew we'd been here where she'd been in theater, where she'd had had other friends that were, were gay. My surprise was when we were at the pool the first few days that we were back and she had one of her friends, not a girlfriend, but just a friend that was a girl. And they were, they were horse playing in, in the pool, you know, not anything terrible, but all of a sudden I realized I was stressed what, how others around her would take that if that was a girlfriend and even they could have because <laughs> because they were just playing and goofing around and they've been good friends for a long time they were already affectionate and you know messing around together and i thought what is that going to be like when that's a girlfriend and i realized that i did have a level of concern that was always going to be there as much as we think um LGBTQ um, individuals have really been accepted in society until it's your own child. You don't realize the extent of how much you worry about their safety, about, and this is another disadvantage with being in the military is sometimes you don't see your extended family and they don't get to watch that child growing up as closely and those relationships can be strained and and that can be an unsafe place for them. So these were things that that summer, as we discussed coming out to family, 
And as we moved from being in the city to an on-post housing situation, all of a sudden, all those things became much more clear to me that, oh, wow, we are going to have, this is, this is going to be our life. And this your microscope was zoomed in. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, there are definite advantages, I'm, but I think we'll get to those. But I do want to say that, you know, it is not all bad. <laughs> yeah. And there were wonderful things that Sadie said in her podcast and the positives and looking on the bright side and trying to find and even offering solutions and how to, you know, how teachers and school counselors and community members can step back and make it personal and ask themselves, how would I handle this? What should I do? What is the right thing to do? And um, hopefully people would be driven by by those ethical decisions to treat people well. And, and that would be the driving force. We, we can hope that. How can we better support? Um, you know, how can the military community, military parents, aunts and uncles, grandparents, how can we support LGBTQ youth? First of all, I, I do want to say that I have had this year listening to our very senior leadership in the military has been very heartening to me. There has been a lot of good things that have happened at the top. And I am excited about that, you know, and uh, it's always good to see that because that will come down through through the channels. But I think I think that as family members, as a, a community, we I think there needs to be more openness about this. I think, you know, we have never had any issues with my husband's chain of command or anyone else saying being anything but affirming and supportive and wonderful but also we're in a different position than than many military families are and i know there are a lot of families talking through things where their child is out in their family but not necessarily in the community because they're in a military community and they don't know how that will be handled. And so I think just making it more visible, making it something that's not politicized, but just, you know, even saying, okay, you're welcome. And I know right now there's a ban on all flags, but you're welcome to hang your pride gear, or we're going to have um, an LGBTQ and allies night at the youth center or something like that, where it's, where it just is normalized. Because I think that's the thing is people are not exposed to it as much, I think, in the military. Right. And I, I, I know I wasn't. And I know we're the older, we're the older, we're the older generation. But, um, but I wasn't exposed to it as much. And I think exposure and letting these children feel safe to be themselves and, you know, even on a reader board, you know, driving through posts, like announcing, you know, it's Pride Month or something like that, where it just is something where it's just part of everyday life. I think that's really big. I agree. And, and that was something Sadie talked to me about and shared with me, too. Visibility and access are, are huge in normalizing acceptance as a community. And so that is a, a very good point. That you made just being visible and offering opportunities for people to share their experience you know 
if, if it were a youth event, SCYS or the teen center, or um, even just a pride event on the installation, or like you said, just something across the board or on the website the, the, or the Facebook page for the installation. So all those things increase the visibility and the awareness. So I agree with you on those things. Are there advantages that you found with being a military child that identifies as LGBTQ? I, I definitely think so. I think, and I was reading through an article that someone else that's now an adult had written about being gay when he was a youth in the military. And there are advantages in that these kids have lived so many places. They've experienced so many different cultures, even regional. You know, there is a vast difference from living at Fort Benning, Georgia and Lacey, Washington. And, you know, and, and, and they get to see all these places, all these different people, their friend group can be huge. So that even if they don't have someone right here where they are, they generally have someone that they're communicating with somewhere else. Also, they can see that something is finite. Like if there is an issue that's a problem, it's not going to last forever and ever and ever because A, they'll be, yes, or they'll just know that, yes, everything changes because their life has been full of change. Uh And they're also, they're resilient. And if their families are strong and a safe place, which many military families are, very strong, safe places, you have to really, your family is your core, right? Then that is, then that can be very sustaining. And I think, I think our military kids, they know how to deal with hard things and to keep pushing forward and know that they'll, things will get better. Right. They've done it over and over and over again. Yeah. You said in the beginning that your family has been in the military over 22, almost 23 years. Almost 20, yeah, 23 and a half. So we're getting there. And that you, this will be your 12th move. And this will be just an example of the resiliency of the wonderful opportunities that military children have to reestablish who they are. Each time they relocate, they have an opportunity to reinvent themselves if they choose. And they have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to do this differently in this location. I'm going to work on these skills or uh, just work on myself and and how I would present myself in a new community. And they have that advantage. They have that training. And so she has, Sadie has experienced, your family has experienced 12 relocations and 12 opportunities to do that. Um, And that's one of the things I shared with my, my daughters when they went to school and when they went to college, you know, you get to decide this is your adult life. And so we're getting to that point and we're training them up and how they can do that. Military children and youth have those examples where they've seen the hard times, but they know they can get through it because they've done it before time and time again. And so, like you said, that, that uh, reassurance that they have in themselves, that confidence that they build in themselves and their ability to readjust and keep adapting but also it increases their own acceptance and tolerance of others. And I think that is a quality that military children possess that is definitely a strength. They are accepting, caring, giving, tolerant human beings that 
want to be the best person that they can be each time. And whether they have social emotional challenges and it may take them longer to get to that to that point, if they always do get to that point because they know from their experience, this may be a challenging moment in my life, but I have to move forward. And so they make a decision, okay, today's the day that I put my feet on the ground, I'm gonna see things a little bit differently, or I'm going to engage, or I'm going to invest. And so they've gone through that process of putting themselves out there. And um, when I did my interview with Sadie and I've had the pleasure of watching her grow up since 2006 to this beautiful young woman who is so well-spoken and you should be so proud because she is definitely going to make a difference in this world. I I adore the girl. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of your entire family and, and it's just such a strong military family. So I would then ask you at our last question, is there any anything else that you'd like to share? Anything else important that you would like to offer to military families who may be listening today? Yes. Like if I could give some thoughts to parents, because that's what I've spoken most to are um, friends that have come to me and said, you know, either my child just came out or I think my child is going to come out or those, those situations have come up. There was one month that I had three parents in a month come to me. And, and these are the things that I, I just want parents to know. I want you to know that no matter what happens with your child, if you show them love and support, that's what they're going to remember. And it might be, it might be something that you are really struggling with inside. And, and that's okay too, because you've had a set of expectations your whole life for that child. Right. And things change. And and there's going to be some mourning for that loss of expectations. But I think about it as like changing duty stations. Like I love Germany so much. <laughs> and there were some beautiful and wonderful things about it. I loved being stationed in Washington State so much. And there are beautiful and wonderful things about it. And, and there are things that I'm already, always going to miss and things that I would not miss out on experiencing at another duty station to, for the world, you know, and that's, that's what this, yes, you're going to be living, losing a vision of the future, but you're going to be gaining a new one. And if you are that loving, supportive parent that walks its path to your child, that your child has trusted with this secret that they have probably struggled with for a very long time, that is a beautiful thing. It is. And also to give yourself um, some grace because your child's prepared to come out to you. <laughs> They, most of the time, your child has known this for a very long time. And you are sometimes, sometimes you're not surprised. Like I said, I have parents that suspect sometimes you are surprised. But just to give yourself some grace to realize that you're going to need to get to know your child in a new way because they've been hiding part of themselves from you. Right. And that can be a beautiful thing, too. I know, allowing yourself to dream and have a vision that you you didn't know was coming. And it can be a beautiful new dream and a new vision that as long as you have an open mind and a willing heart in, in anything in life, you have to remain optimistic and open to dreaming a different dream or having a different vision. And that, I love how you said that. Yes. 
and and to seek out seriously seek out resources and seek out uh, affirming you know i'm in a uh, and there are resources listed but i'm in an affirming facebook group i have a few friends and the military they're a little more shy about letting you into what's going on in their life and that's that's been the case but when you have those friends and those family members that are there to sustain you it's wonderful and i wouldn't trade it for anything I really wouldn't. I think that the love that, and trust we have in our home and the, the acceptance of others and the empathy we feel towards others, I just, I don't think we can get it many other ways. And I am grateful for it. And I think the family is, I'm not saying we're better than others, but I'm saying we ourselves are better for each other and hopefully better friends and better people because of our life experiences. Right. And um, and I'm grateful for that. Me too. Me too. And I would just like to say thank you for sharing and confiding in me and allowing me to join you and Sadie on this journey. As we reunited here and we crossed paths many times before, I would say thank you for sharing that with me. Because sometimes we don't know these things until people share them. And we may share common grounds or common thoughts or have opportunities like this podcast or in other realms of our advocacy or groups that we're involved in or in our position to to increase the awareness, to increase the visibility. And so I am so glad that you joined me today and that you shared your experience with all the military families listening and um, and that Sadie was willing to walk that journey as well as openly and transparent and as an advocate for other youth who are listening to give them the courage to say, this is me. Can we build a trusting environment in our home? Can we build it in our community? Yes. And let us show you how we did it. And it is just an example of your experience, but I believe that it's a positive experience that others just, they just need to hear it. They just need to see that they're not alone and that others are experiencing challenges in their life. But again, military families are stronger. They're more resilient, they're more accepting, and they're more tolerant. And, and your family is a perfect example of all of that across the board. Well, I don't know about that, but sure. <laughs> I, will, I will take it, Sue. I will take it. <laughs> we do. We, we do believe that. So. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I um, we will share resources attached to the ones that you share. But can you tell me what are some of the top resources that you may have used and and uh, sought out as as something positive for your family? I actually made the mistake of not searching for resources for a while. I um, and this goes back to uh, my daughter having autism because I went to a support group a long time ago with for autism and it was a bunch of parents uh, whining and complaining to each other. And so I didn't love it. I left and I, and so when this happened, I didn't want to search things out. Um, and so it was a mistake that I made because there are really wonderful resources out there. I really, uh, the military does have um, a mill pride uh, Facebook group and it is small compared to some other groups that I'm in, I'm in one that's um, affirming of LGBTQ in, in my religion. And it's, it's much bigger, but I think in the military, there's just, 
there's so many connections like you and I have crossed paths so many times, you know, that I think there are people that are worried about their child being outed or sharing that. But um, I PFLAG is great. Uh-huh. They have over 400 chapters uh, and they're international as well. And, um, and they are there to support families and parents and youth and anybody that wants to be an ally. They are, they are really great. Um, the Trevor Project is wonderful for advice and for the youth specifically, especially if they're dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts. That is really great. There are normally um, GSA clubs at your schools and middle schools. They're, they're fantastic. I have loved... Um, using modern military um, to just keep abreast of what's going on in, in the military in general. And, right. and um, not always great at keeping up with everything because I've got, <laughs> and most people aren't, and you shouldn't feel bad about it because you've oh, every single military family has lots of balls in the air, lots of things that they're juggling. But um, any of those any of those places are really good sources to start and to just sustain you through whatever you need. And, and um, just, I just, these kids are, this new group of kids growing up, they are, they do feel more comfortable. They are brave. I, you know, I talked to one spouse and she's like, my daughter, there's nothing holding her back. She is brave. She is bold. She's not going to conform. She's okay with who she is. And I think that's what a lot of these kids either are or they want to be. And And I think anyone in general, you know, going through adolescence, that's what they desire. Yes. Well, yes. It's just to to feel confident in their skin. Yes, absolutely. Who they are and to be free to truly be who they are. Yes. And I think if we can help. help anywhere along that journey to facilitate that. I think it is, um, it's in our best interest for kids to be mentally healthy and happy and to give their best selves and everything that they do. I think that that's only a good thing. Right, and I believe that it's a much more unique and beautiful world if we just open our minds because we can see the beauty that exists in, in everyone. If we're looking for the, positive qualities of a human being, looking for those and accepting them and allowing people to be who they are. That's always going to be a positive experience and a beautiful um, new vision. Like it, it just, it just gives me hope for the future that we're not all meant to be cookie cutters. We are meant to be unique. And so that is what we can aim for. That's what we can model. That's what we can um, share with those in our lives. And so thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you for sharing this process with your daughter and sharing this as a parent and a mother and to to share with military families because we have lots of different, like you said, balls that we're juggling, different areas that cross over, like the, the spheres overlap. And so Thank you for sharing your experience. Um, and I do hope that others who are listening find this valuable today. I appreciate you, Burke. Thank you. Thank you for being with MSEC today and sharing. I think this will be important. And I think I think our leadership is taking in the military is taking things in the right direction. And I hope it comes down to to the 
the communities, you know, to the leadership in the communities. I hope there's a standardization for training and all of that. And there could be, and I just, you know, it could be in the works, it could be happening, but I think um, that that will be really important when uh, we, we can all be on the same page on how we're treating others and taking care of our families and, um, and our active military that are, you know, that are also LGBTQ. I think, uh, I think it's important. And I think all of us need to have that safe space and to know that we're valued. And I think that comes well said. All right. Well said. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Take care. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast. This podcast has been brought to you thanks to the Air Force Officer Spouses Club of Washington, D.C. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, MSEC, all military connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.